Hey guys, Rusty here. Uh, hope you guys are all travelling okay with the uh, the situation we're all in pretty much worldwide at the moment. Uh, we have, uh, I guess, in some ways been forced uh, to take a bit of a break from doing the normal show uh, because uh, we normally record in person, as you guys would know, and we can't do that at present. Uh, plus things are, you know, things are pretty uh, busy and full on at the moment. Uh, one of the things that have done, uh, the Impact Dynamics has, uh, has gone live. We're doing a daily live stream show uh, and that is on YouTube on the Impact Dynamics uh, page that's happening at 8pm uh, every day and that's East Coast Australia time uh, and we're having all sorts of guests and, and fun and, and Q&As and reloading specials and all that sort of stuff happening there for about an hour every day with the exception of Saturday. It's got to have some time off. Uh, because of that happening and, and this podcast not going ahead, we've grabbed the audio from that and turned it into a podcast. So you're about to hear uh, one that I did with Andy uh, last week uh, as a bit of a teaser. If you enjoyed this or if it's uh, good enough to grab your attention and you're looking for some stuff to listen to uh, or watch, you can jump on YouTube, of course, and go and check that out. Or you can look up the Impact Dynamics Live, uh, and that's uh, on the podcast channels. It's We're only putting it up, uh, well, pretty much uh, yesterday, I think it went live. So it's on Spotify. It's, uh, you can find it on Anchor. Um, you will slowly see it roll out over the other platforms over the next uh, week or so. But uh, we've got guests lined up for the next two or three weeks uh, every night. So stay tuned. Uh, there will be podcasts. So we'll give you a heads up. This is done for a video audience. So sometimes what we're saying is something we're looking at. It may not make perfect sense. But anyway, uh, hopefully, hopefully find it entertaining. Uh, it's about an hour a day. So if you've got some long drives, uh, it should keep you busy. Anyway, guys, thanks very much. Uh, apologies, we can't do the regular show at the moment. Uh, we are trying to see if we can get the guys together to do something uh, on Zoom or Skype or something like that anyway, just so we can get uh, get some get this uh, solution between Dutchie and Bronte worked out. Anyway, uh, all in good time. Hope you guys are safe, uh, looking after each other, washing hands, doing all the things you're meant to be doing. Hope you... Uh, your families are well and we will definitely be back on the other side of all of this and hopefully before but in the meantime check out the impact dynamics live podcast slash youtube live feed and we hope to catch you over there cheers Right, hey guys, we are back uh, for attempt two, and uh, and we thought we'd just restart it. The, the everything everything fell apart. Basically, everything blew up. So uh, we've recovered everything, put the fires out, and uh, it does look like we should be able to recover Andy. Uh, he does exist, and and he's actually possibly here. Uh, let me uh, see if we can magic him up onto the screen in a few moments. But uh, just for those who are watching this later on, and not the lot who weren't on the last live stream, a uh, little thanks to Projectile Warehouse uh, with the code uh, Lion. ID Live 5, number 5, I-D-L-I-V-E, number 5, uh, will get you 5% off uh, at uh, Projectile Warehouse. Now, we are getting Andy up on here. I'm just going to bring him through this. Uh, yeah, that, that was really odd and very unusual. Um, Andy, I think yep. we are nearly there with you. How are you doing tonight? I'm all right, sir. 
Yes, good. Oh, we do have you there. Fantastic, mate. Fantastic. How's the audio going? Oh, yeah, it's good enough, mate. It's good enough for uh, for what we need it. Yeah, you know, I think uh, <laughs> nothing's quite perfect in uh, in this way of doing things. Uh, you know, when people don't have any particular setup. But uh, hey, look, we uh, we can even be in the position where we're both on the same screen at the same time. So uh, this is good. This is good. Hey, just to recap, a couple of questions that were asked before. Um, How are you? Yeah, I'm 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 going to be hiding down there, but not not in uh, not on the real the real broadcast. So, if you, <laughs> I like I like that you're playing around with it so much, it's great. Um, anyway, uh, a couple of questions before we we did have that all that obviously won't uh, won't matter to those who watch the live one. But I was asked uh, if the SSAA Rangers in SA are shut down, uh, mm. and uh, yes, but not just SSAA. All the Rangers in SA have been uh, shut down. So um, that's, uh, that is the key at the moment. Um, and I suspect that is nearly the case all around the country to some degree. I know there's a few Rangers that are still able to be open, but they have had to cancel all official club activities. But anyway, on a happier note, um, on a happier note, maybe it's time to go hunting out bush somewhere. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> that's all right. So, Andy, Andy, how are you? And uh, and and going all right? Yeah, yeah, I'm going pretty well. Um, yep. Work's starting to change their their way of doing things a little bit at the moment. Of course, but, yeah. Um, yeah, still ticking along, like pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah, fantastic, fantastic. Ah, uh, it's uh, it's. Good to see. It's good to see. I, I see your your Roth was sitting there right next to you. Is there anything well, uh, happening with that recently? What's going on there? Uh, not a whole lot. I mean, I thought, you know, Bud has got to have his ear out, so I wanted to, <laughs> you know, mine out. And then, you know, we sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah just, just showing off <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, good. I um, Maybe, maybe. Maybe sometime next week I'll get my uh, my gun out and stick it behind us, and uh, and then we can all be all have our guns showing off. So, yes, now a couple of guys. Uh, it's great to see some guys in the chat uh, who have been here uh, fairly regularly uh, to actually start chatting with each other, which is awesome. That's even better. Um, uh, Nick, uh, so you're having a beverage. What are you? What are you having, Nick? So let us know. Keep us informed. We we need to know the important things. I'm having a Rover tonight. Andy, are you having a beverage at all? Uh Coronas still. I bought <laughs> them, so you know I've got to get seems, them down. Seems appropriate. Seems appropriate. Very good, mate. And uh, big news is um, at the moment we uh, we can't really do the the podcast in the same format that we were doing it in. No, no, it seems to be. Um, <laughs> yeah, <like> this. <laughs> that's, that's that's the way it is. Um, yes, yeah, so we, uh, you know, obviously normally without with the precision shooting podcast, we all get together and sit around the room and chat and do all that sort of thing, and uh, we yeah. we can't do that. Um, so so we. Uh, here we are. Um, this is probably as, as close as we get. So we'll we'll let all our patron supporters and all our uh, listeners know shortly. In fact, what we probably will start doing is recording the audio from this and making maybe a separate stream. But we might put one up there to let everyone know uh, that we are we're doing this show because you know no, no doubt our our. Uh, our listeners on the Precision Shooting Podcast are all in the same position and they perhaps haven't found this stream at this stage, although it's getting a few numbers uh, after hours, which is fantastic. So 
carry on. Guys, I really appreciate it. If you are watching or you do enjoy it or anything on those lines, um, share it out, pass it around, because it would be great to have a few I'll, more people kicking I'll around. just set up the, um, the chat so I can see what's going on there. Oh, and, now, you, yeah. now you're... Someone, Yep. <laughs> you uh, you do get you do get harassed in the chat, which is like in a good way. The, I believe the harassment is done in love, uh, but you do get harassed, which is great. I'm <laughs> I'm for harassment all the time, so you know just just take it. No different for you, mate. Yeah. Well, uh, we are on the eve of the practice day for what was the Burris Cold still open. Uh, yes. We, we, I imagine you would have probably been either on your way up there or something on those lines by uh, Thursday night. Uh, I would, yeah. have, I would have um, been there for a night. Yeah, yeah. If if it was going ahead, I would have been uh, busy reloading tonight um, <laughs> and then working half day, half day tomorrow, and okay. then uh, cruising up in the in the afternoon and um, with a semi-reasonable load, I guess. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah, okay, very good. And, uh, yeah, I, I uh, it would have been great to have you back. Cause tell us a little bit about your season last year because last year was your first season um, yeah. and you went all right. T- tell us a bit of information about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I did, did go all right. Um, obviously, prior to that, I was uh, playing around in the uh, 22 rimfire sort of stuff. Um, so last year was the uh, first Centipi PRS, you know, series I did. Um, surprisingly did better than I had expected, um, but I won't turn that down at all. Um, it was <laughs> great fun and I, um, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. Just picked up so many more skills and things that I didn't even realise that I needed to know. Um, so that was, that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, so I did reasonably well throughout the series. Um, it just so happened to when we came to the finals, I had um, had a, uh, other commitments. You that, choked. Yeah, yeah, a bit <laughs> of that. Yeah, it wasn't right. It wasn't really right in the right headspace, and I yeah choked a bit and just um, yeah didn't didn't pull it together for the, that weekend. Hmm. Yeah, that's all right. Not not to worry. And so, what has uh, what has the last few months looked like for you since uh, the finale? You've been practicing, you've been ignoring it. What's been happening? Um, <laughs> I've been <laughs> well. I mean, I've I've re looked at it and I've gone all right. I'm going to like get into it again this year. Uh, practice more, train harder. You know, really step up my game. Um, and I did that for a little bit to start with, and now that everything's happened here, I've gone. Well, you know what? I might just buy some beer and some ice cream and just uh, <laughs> kick back and. Do my- <laughs> uh, good. So training is going well then. Yeah, yeah, training's going really well. Um, uh, this year will be the year of possibly purchasing a lot of stuff I don't need, and then next, and then might. Like- <laughs> just get into it again. So. Very good, mate. And so, um, when when you were back and, and you, you said you were sort of a bit focused for a while there when when you were leading up to it, what were you doing? What was I doing? Um, yeah, I probably was just trying to soak up as much information as possible. So um, back then, I was really hammering all the all the YouTube clips, all the, the forums, all of the tips and tricks of wind reading, uh, loading, um, that sort of stuff, um, going down that sort of rabbit hole. 
of information and then just trying to apply that throughout the year um, and also, you know, after each match and after each club event, sort of go back with that list and just work on, you know, those bits and pieces. Um, so that was, yeah, that was last year's sort of um, goal, I guess, just to absorb as much stuff as I could to, you know, step up my game for this year. And, and is well, I mean, obviously you hadn't been able to uh, work out, but did you feel that it was, things were improving? Were you getting better? Yeah, yeah. I feel as if I was definitely getting better, more confident um, with my setup, uh, more trust in my rifle and my data and um, how I would approach stages. Um, I remember when I first started out with some of the stages, you'd get into a position and you'd be like, that's not right, move. That's not comfortable either, move. And um, now it's sort of, you know, you look at an obstacle or a barricade and you go, I know what I need to do there to get comfortable first time straight up. And yep. um, yeah, so it's just that bit of confidence building, bit of, um, you know, core fundamentals sort of focusing back on that a little bit. Yeah, brilliant. Mm. Good stuff. Now, all right, let's check in with the chat. Uh, we always have some interesting things. Uh, let's see what we're doing there. Because um, I was like, sort of like loading as well at the moment. I thought, you, you know, Mr. Really? working late night in the hospital. So, but, um, yeah, had a bit of loading. Yeah, right. Okay. We'll, uh, we'll get to that. Um, oh, some, some, some interesting questions there. Uh, there, is some, there is some talk about the, uh, the man bun, the long hair. We're, we're, yes. Take the hat off. Let's see what you got going on, mate, because uh, you've been known moment, for having um, quite I was long. planning on – the main end bun's go on. Um, I was planning on getting a haircut pretty soon because it's just getting annoying again with that length in the face. <laughs> uh, I know about that. Length. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's pretty pretty frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's why I'm always wearing yeah. a hat. Now, no, now dress is closed soon. we we'll, I might be up for a shave. Might be up for a take <laughs> it all Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Nice. You know, if you shave the sides like that, then you got a mohawk, and that's that's what I'm cranking at the moment. And then just spike it anyway. Right, yeah. back on, back on to, to gun stuff. Um, yes, agreed for that. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Hey, uh, now you've got uh, you've got your gun there. Um, grab it. Take us through it. What's uh, what are you running? What are you doing? All right, well, yeah, so this is – I grabbed this um, Taco Mud, mm -hmm. like uh, Dave Acker is running as well. Yep. Um, and really haven't got any complaints with it. Oh, the light's a bit dark there, isn't it? But um, well, I decided to pull it apart and give it a, a spray paint because <laughs> <laughs> I think these things make you better. Mm -hmm. uh, so I did Absolutely. that. Performance improving. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Um, okay, so factory TAC A1. Um, I've got a Bushnell XRS uh, scope on the top of it. Yep. Um, this is under really big turret knobs, um, and it's got a H59 reticle in it. Mm -hmm. um, on the side of it, it's got a, a Vortex, uh, which one's that? Vortex little red dot, Venom red dot. Yep. Um, and that helps me out just with finding those targets a bit quicker. Once you get down, you line up that red dot and it's pretty well on. Um, uh, so Nick Nick has a question on that one. Why is your red dot on the left side when most right-handed shooters put it on the right side? 
put it on the right side. Well, because I can, ideally, I'd like that red dot sticking straight out the side so I can just use my left eye. Yep. But... And that's more for 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 finding your target than it is for uh, for finding uh, the, than for shooting with more so. Target yeah, I mean, I can knock a knock a gong at two hundred, so it's zeroed pretty well for two hundred. If okay. you can see the target behind behind the dot, mm-hmm. um, more for finding that target quickly. If you know where it is roughly in the in the field, yep. just line up the dot, then look through the scope, and and you're on. Okay, very good. Uh, and you look like you got some bits and pieces hanging on that thing. Show us, show us the room. Yes. So on the front here, I've got a, a barricade stock um, that is made specifically for the Taco ones from uh, Sean at STS Targets. Yeah, little little uh, shout out to Sean at STS. He uh, makes some. I've seen those. Been sort of following the development of them. They're they're a pretty cool piece of kit. Yeah, if you own yeah. a Taco one, they don't fit really on anything else, do they? They're, they're no, really... no, they're um, they're profile cut out to, to match this. Yep. Um, match the chassis, I guess. Um, and he's recently come out with a an extension bit up the front here, which matches up perfectly. So, um, so that bipod can be slid straight down. Um, okay. Yep. Yeah. Nice. So that's not too bad. Um, and on the back of my MDT Skypod here. Show you real quick. Yep. I sort of played around with making a wedge shape. So on barricades, you can sort of wedge it up. And it does work well with um, the barricade stop from Sean because mm-hmm. it sort of works similar to, you know, put it on, wedges on, and it's pretty solid. Um, but that's just something I'm toying around with at the moment. Um yeah, see how that goes. Yeah. But, um, yeah. That's stuff. Have you got any, most, most you got any weights or anything on there? Sorry? Are you running any weights on that? Oh, yeah. It is a heavy gun start with. Um, I find it's quite rear heavy. So on the front here, I've got two MDT weights. I have the um, same. Personally, I have the same problem, but nothing to do with guns. <laughs> Yep. Have another drink, mate. <laughs> That's all I can do, mate. That's all I can do. So, um, yeah, a couple of MDT weights up the front there just to, just to help. Um, ideally, uh, when I'm up for a barrel swap, I'll just get a heavier profile barrel to sort of help out with that, that weight. And then I guess at the end there, I've got a fat sort of tank it's muzzle huge. brake. It's just, massive. Which I got off eBay, and it works really well. Yeah, so. right. Okay. Oh, if it, if it works, it's all we can ask for, mate. Yeah, very good. Nice, nice setup. And and are you yeah. gonna like you know you you ran production last year, moving to open this year, whatever whenever the next season is, we'll say. That's it. Um, are you uh, are you planning on doing lots of changes to your gun, or is this pretty much ready to roll for a new season? Yes, yeah, so from production, um, the only things I sort of felt like I needed to swap out was uh, the trigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've now got a, a Timney trigger in there. Yep. Um, eventually the barrel um, and hopefully some better glass. And that was um, that were really the only things I felt as if were necessary to change out. So when I started production, I wanted something, a platform that I could 
sorry, uh, platform I could build with. So I got ice cream container full of brass here. So you do seem to like having ice cream containers around your reloading room. Do you know how practical these things are? Like <laughs> ice cream. <laughs> Get them. <laughs> uh, yeah. So now, I, now I, I mean. So what you were saying when you were going to just sit up, buy beer and ice cream and sit at home is that you're actually working towards reloading. Need some more weights at the front to balance out. <laughs> yeah, 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 probably will. Oh, well, so. very, very good, mate. Very good. And uh, uh, we uh, oh. we've got some other questions. Uh, been recommended to get the Vortex Razor HD scope, uh, Gen Gen two, hopefully. Um, CTR magazine. Uh, is that what you're running? Yes, yeah, yeah, CTR magazine. I recently just bought a third one, so I've got a spare because um, I felt as if, even though I had two originally, I uh, had two magazine holsters for. Yeah. Um, obviously, when you're running a stage, one of those holsters is empty. So mm. I thought well, I better get a spare one just in case you know stuff can't, happens to a mag. Can't allow you know. it to be empty. No, that's it. That's and- like. Disadvantage right away. <laughs> and there is there is the occasional stage where you do need another magazine. So I, I like three magazines is a very useful uh, amount yeah. of magazines. Yeah. Yeah. And have you been doing much shooting this year? I mean, we shot we oh, we, we we did shoot a competition earlier together. But have you done any non competition shooting this year at all? Any hunting or anything um, like that? No. No. no I would like to. I'd love to get out again soon. Um, Hopefully, we'll be a, in the middle of a paddock, like fully self-isolated, um, you know, out in the fresh air. So uh, it would be great to get out again. I have been playing a little bit with some dry fire, but um, yep. you know, it's not the same. Mm, so, okay. Yeah. yeah, still dry dry fires. Dry, I guess dry fire is great uh, when you're focused and you've got a goal, but sometimes yep. it can be hard to have a goal uh, when there's not a lot going on. Uh, mm, I can yeah, I can appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, range range is shut and all that sort of thing. But anyway, we can at least talk about shooting. If nothing else, we can talk about. It. That's it. Yeah. 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 Well, so, maybe we could like run some stages, like over video, and just like time people, and they'll be like dry fire, and be like, yeah, impact, impact. <laughs> you just got to be really honest as to whether you think you hit it or not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. it. Um, we we have. We certainly have some ideas planned for competitions, which uh, segues great into our current competition, uh, which is uh, the oh, – I have got a photo that I was going to prep for tonight and I didn't quite get there. Um, I, I don't think I'm going to find it quick enough. Um, but the, the competition that's going on at the moment – sorry, I'm not looking at you or the camera. I'm, I'm trying to find something. The competition that was running at the moment is we wanted to see uh, what – uh, position you were hoping would not be at the Burris Cold Stew Open. And yeah. so we've had a couple in, which is exciting. Um, but I have. I, I was I, thinking about I was thinking about that today. Well, and you need to you need yeah. to get onto I suspect that this weekend with when guys, you know, crew aren't aren't working so much, I think uh, perhaps we will see a few more entries uh, this weekend. I'm trying to find the photo of the weirdest shooting position I've ever required. Uh, I don't think I'm going to find it quick enough. You may have seen it. Some of you guys may uh, watching may be familiar with one. It did it did go somewhat viral um, back in the day, uh, which was you know upside down looking through the gun, 
back around like in a C shape type thing. It was it was not pleasant. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, that's that's the case. Uh, anyway, so um, Andy, I expect an entry from you sometime soon. Um, this uh, this weekend would be uh, would be wonderful uh, to uh, to see that. And I, I think uh, either Sunday or, or or in the Monday show we're going to elect a winner. But anyway, the, the reason I got drawn onto that was that. There is going to be another competition next week, and uh, and we've got a few other plans in store for some, uh, you know, some film yourself stuff or bits and pieces. So, yeah, all right. Uh, some questions. Check in some questions. Yeah. So, Beth has asked, how much ammo would you bring to a match to make sure you are prepared? Do you want to talk about the different levels of matches and how many you would bring to the various things? Yeah, look, you're better looking at it than looking for it. So whatever you think it is, double it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a good slogan. You're better looking at it than looking for it. Well done. Well done. Yeah, so, that's uh, that's what I take at work being a sparky. You better not run out of cable when you're doing a long cable run. So um, now, so for, for the small club events, we'll probably be looking at fifty to sixty rounds. Um, I think for a, for a one day or a half day sort of club event. Yeah. Um, I think the what was the running gun? Was that about ninety or hundred? Uh, I think I think the the round count was ninety ish. Yeah. Yeah. You often often will find that there is a round count uh, put out there. You know, with what how many rounds is meant to be done. But those numbers are calculated on if you get every round off, uh, but you also hit every target on the first shot. So when yep. you've got the opportunity where it's like a hit to move where you could you could shoot two or three rounds at a target before you hit it um, yep. versus one of the ones where you've got 10 rounds and that's that's all you've got for the stage. So um, there is yep. a little bit of like if it's a 90-round match, it's probably good to have 110, 120, uh, whereas the big matches, I'll let you, uh, you know, they might say about 880 rounds for, uh, for the round count, but what would you, what would you take to those? I reckon um, if, if I had about 180 round round count, I'd take about 250. If definitely if I was going on the uh, the practice day, so I could yep. let off a good 30 rounds during the practice day, um, yep. sort that out, and then have plenty there for a bit of backup. Yeah, because yeah. if you get to if you're in a position you need to need to or want to reshoot a, a stage, for, I mean, you're able to. Um, you you want to have ten or twelve for for that to happen once or maybe twice. Um, yeah, and you you won't necessarily get all the rounds off either. Um, yeah, particularly if you're slowing down and you're taking time on your shots, so uh, you won't necessarily get them all off. But you also you're better to bring it home um, because. Uh, ammo is not going to go off. You're probably going to use it again shortly, uh, so you, you better, yeah, better have it. Uh, yeah, than not that's it. 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 It could easily happen where you just spit out a couple of rounds on the dirt, and they, you know, you might not want to run them through your gun if if that's the case. So you do definitely need a, a few backup, but not not ridiculous amount. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, all right, uh, on to some other questions. Conservative sniper Hunter, when and where is the next PRS match? Who knows? 
um, <laughs> at, the, at the moment. Uh, so the, the one this weekend was, <laughs> it was the uh, the Boris Cold still open, uh, which is obviously not going ahead. The Monado, Kestrel Monado meltdown uh, is uh, is being postponed as well, so not going ahead. Uh, the the next one after that is the Battle of Biggerton, uh, up in Biggerton. Um, that's at the end of May. That is unknown. Uh, PRS, we will announce at the end of April uh, an update. And, and the update literally, I mean, I could guess what it is now, but I have honestly no idea because as you guys, you know, if you guys are watching the news or familiar, things are changing daily. Uh, and so um, it is it is difficult to predict when anything would would return so at this stage uh not sure after that it'll be the ignition custom winter classic uh, in bucken uh unsure um again that's july hopefully yeah absolutely um still got my accommodation booked for it so i'm fingers crossed it's uh, it's going ahead uh, and then uh darwin in august uh, again yeah and and we will just we will have to literally wait and see. As soon as we get some sort of information that uh, range is going to open back up and and we can have the ability to have uh, it's safe to have events of uh, up to a hundred people, uh, we will be on. I think what you'll find is that the first uh, match may have a fairly short lead time. If there's a already established dates, we may you know it's only four weeks out. Normally we try and give like eight, nine, ten weeks before, prior. Uh, but if there's four weeks out, I suspect if everyone's been holed up in home and they get two weeks' notice of a match, I think most people will do their absolute best to get there. So, you know, travel restrictions pending and all that sort of gear. So, uh, you know, we will, as soon as we know something, we'll keep people updated, but there won't be any further information uh, from PRS until the 30th of April uh, at this yep. stage. So, uh, anyway, sorry to take over your show, Andy. No. <laughs> question was asked. Another question uh, is factory ammo or do you load your own? What do you do? So I do, yeah, I do load my own ammo. Um, I'm currently somewhat halfway through doing tonight's batch. Um, so 6.5 Creedmoor with Hornady Brass um, running a 140 grain LDX, uh, LDM uh, bullet. Mm -hmm. um, with 44 grains of um, AR2209, I think it is. Mm. Okay. So yeah, cool. they're a bit on the hot side. They're going quick. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I, uh, and, um, I have been using factory ammo. Uh, of late, uh, I've been because I've been running two to three, and I can get uh, sixty nine grain uh, from OSA slash outdoor. Uh, it's made by ADI is the point, uh, and that has been um, really good, really consistent, well priced, uh, and um, seems to shoot good enough. Um, I, I miss yeah. mostly because of me, not because of the ammo. So that has been good, but of course, once the uh, once the the GT brass is around, or the uh, once I get a chance to get back out to the ranges, and we we got some time with some GT brass, and I've got all the bits and pieces I need to make everything happening. Uh, then I guess I'll be running the GT and be reloading for that uh, when that time comes. So we'll, yeah. uh, we'll we'll bring that on the show sometime next week. I'm sure. I'm sure there's some people <laughs> who haven't seen it. Yeah. Well, I definitely. Like, I think if you're starting out, definitely. Um, there's a couple of options there. Of, 
getting bulk ammo now in 6.5 Creedmoor and other things. Um, and that way, you know, you can run factory for a little bit and then you get your brass, you keep your brass from that and then um, you're halfway there pretty much. Mm. Um, yeah, it's not a bad option. And Absolutely. Yeah, I, I buy factory ammo for my 2D3 as well. So I found that, you know, that the price of 2D3 ammo is, is reasonable enough that mm. I can't justify spending the time reloading 2D3. Um, True. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah, excellent, mate. Uh, very good. Hey, uh, now, I, I, I've known you for quite a while, um, surprisingly. Uh, um, surprisingly, uh, how long it's been. Uh, but you were very much a hunter from years ago. That was that was your thing. You kicked, kicked off with a 270. How did you get into shooting? Have you always shot? Um, so I got into shooting from just pretty much friends of friends and things like that. So I was very much in the camping outdoors sort of uh, stuff to start with. Um, got to know a few people that went out hunting, went out a few few times with them, um, cool, quite a lot of times, um, often holding the spotlight and doing all the boring stuff, but yeah, like still loved it. Mm. And then I guess um, that led me into getting my own firearms license, own firearms and... Um, yeah, my first first rifle was a 22 rimfire and then a 270. Yeah, that was a pretty reasonable jump, and um, yeah, I learned a lot of things by doing that. Um, and it's expensive trying to learn a centerfire 270. Like, <laughs> I mean, you can punch punch a fair bit of money downrange doing that. So yeah, um, uh, but yeah, so. Obviously, hunting um, with my 270, it was great fun. Enjoyed it. Um, did a lot of spotlighting mainly, um, and then a little bit of walk around during the day, but not not a whole lot of like full camo stalking sort of stuff. Or a bit lazy for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, tried, <laughs> I tried to get the like sort of focused on accuracy a little bit. Um, like the, having the 270 and stuff sort of took me down like a, I need to get the best accuracy I can and try and push those distances so I know I can do well if, if I need to, you know, shoot something at a few hundred metres. So yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously that took me a oh, nice drink there. <laughs> um, <laughs> Just that, having a sniff. That, yeah. <laughs> um, from there, um, yeah, I started looking around heaps at like clubs and places to shoot. Um, regularly, and uh, yeah, then that sort of led me into the. the I've, I found this twenty-two rimfire challenge stuff, and I was like, yeah, that's awesome. Um, you know, really good fun, and then that led me into um, the club at Monato, and then yeah, PRS. Mm. Yeah, it was sort of started with hunting and took off from there. Do you still get out and hunt very often, or is it not being able to, to do it quite so much? Um, I haven't been able to go out quite so much lately. Um, not because I – well, all right, it is, it is a little bit of a time thing. I do spend yeah. a lot of time PRS at the moment. Yeah. Um, and the other thing too, like it's it's one of those, those hunter sort of code things, I guess, is um, a lot of the properties I used to hunt on were – contacts of friends so yes you go out and hunt on properties you either have to be invited or you spoke to your friend and get you know get keen to organize a trip and that sort of thing so 
Um, and that's that's sort of like a, a rule, I guess, between hunters. You don't want to you yeah, know, poach other people, contacts and things like that. So, um, yeah, I, I should definitely do that again, and I'm sure, um, you know, people would like to go shooting with me. So, <laughs> <laughs> so just if you're watching and, and you want to go out hunting when everything is recovered and back on deck, and uh, Andy's your man, yeah. and this, this guy right here, check him out. I don't have the contacts, but I'll come to yours. So... <laughs> <laughs> um, but I have noticed, obviously, when I do go out hunting, it's probably you know, once every six months now. Um, but when I do go out, like just having the skills from PRS, I'm able to take much more confident shots a lot quicker as well, um, and that helps a lot more. So, um, yeah, that's no, good. Good stuff, mate. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I mean, I, I hear that story a lot and, and certainly have experienced as well that you get out there spotlighting more for me. That's more more what I've done and what I really enjoy. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, you just, wow, this is a, this is a different level to when, uh, you know, back in the day when we just, you know, we, we're just hacks and just trying to do what we could do. You uh, you become uh, a lot more proficient at it. So it's, uh, it's exciting change, uh, exciting uh, development. And you see, it's funny, you get guys go, uh, we, we get guys up to the club fairly regularly and uh, and they'll they'll come up and they're like, I don't, look, I just want to come up and shoot. Can I do that? I just want to sort my stuff in and check stuff out. I don't want to shoot any competitions or anything, any of that rubbish. Okay, okay, no worries, man. You, you can sit on the side. Even if we're running a comp, you can just sit there and shoot and do your thing. That's fine. You might yep. have to shift a bench over to allow the room for the comp, but that's about it. Anyway, they uh, they do that. Um and they uh, they will sit down, they will shoot, and we're like, oh, yeah, mate, do you want to have a crack on the comp? No, 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 not interested in the comp at all. Not, not, not at all. Okay, no problems. Well, we're going to be over there and doing our thing. About 20 minutes, half an hour later, they wander yeah. over. Like, so tell me tell me about this comp. This looks quite interesting, quite good, because we're not just sitting down just shooting paper or whatever. And, uh, and so... Uh, and then usually they're like, oh, wow, um, so what do I have to do to, to do this? And you're like, just rock up next time and away you go. All right, no yeah. worries, I'll be here. And and then the, the next time around they are there and having a crack. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I mean, there's, um, for any hunters out there who do want to get better hunting, I guess, well, taking shots quickly in an awkward position under pressure, um, there's probably nothing that is, is better, yeah. like, yeah, being able to jump into a position, oh, there's a target um, at this range and and shoot it, um, yeah, I think it's pretty similar to if you're, we're out spotlighting or or even walking around and you saw something and you go, oh, I need to settle in, take a shoot or take a shot off of a, off a fence post um, and I'm guessing the distance is roughly this. Yep. Um, yeah, it just boosts your confidence heaps, even with wind calls and things like that. Like I've noticed, it just yeah, it, it does help a lot. Yeah, immensely. Uh, Nick asked, uh, "Has your has your distance in hunting increased?" Yes. Yep. So um, as I'm more confident taking shots at 500 meters and things like that, um, yeah, it's definitely definitely increased. So um, previously. And, and, and trust in the rifle system and my load and things like that. So yep. back when I was running the 270, yep. um, I would have said oh, 200 metres is like absolute 
like I'm zeroed for 150, 200 meters, or just a little bit higher. That's that's me sorted. Yeah. Um, and now with obviously the 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 ballistic hats and the kestrels and things we have now, um, like I was up in the Flinders, and well, obviously back at the range, knowing that I can constantly hit a 500 meter target that's roughly eight inches, ten inches. Yeah. We're out in a hunting scenario, and you see something at at 400 meters or 500 meters, and you've got your kestrel, and you're like, "Yep, I'm confident in this shot." You've got time to go prone, relax, get stable. Um, yeah, for, for me, that those shots were not a not a big deal when I was making those shots. I think my my furthest confirmed um, hit, I think, 670 meters or something like that. And um, yeah, nice. that was a first round impact, and I, I was stoked with that. <laughs> yeah, fantastic, man. Yeah, I was sleeping. <laughs> so, all right, missed that last bit. What was that? Oh, we missed that last bit. It dropped out. No, oh, what is this? Um, <laughs> no, you said you were stoked oh, was with it, and it was. What was the last? Oh, bit like literally, like a. Anyway, it doesn't matter now. I'm sure it's hilarious. So we'll, we'll laugh. There you go. It was great. Fantastic. Good job. Uh, all right. There's a few questions coming through as well, which is awesome. Uh, Elizabeth Manuel says that you can join her only if you can skin deer quicker than she can. So how's your uh, skinning uh, abilities? I don't know. I've seen some pretty good YouTube clips using a tennis ball and a car winch. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen those ones as well. Okay, very good. So uh, the jury's out still on that. Uh, Lilac Tortoise asks, is it a rung what you brung set up? Now, I'm guessing you're talking about the competitions. Um, so rung what you brung, uh, I guess, has has different connotations within within a PRS match. But if you're meaning just whatever you've got, shoot with it. Yeah, absolutely. If you rock up, this is at the club level especially. If you've got a two to three, you got a two four three, you you're a hunting gun or whatever. Absolutely, just jump in, have a crack, uh, and and away you go. Um, run what you brung within a PRS match means that everything that you brought to the match bag, this you know tripod, everything, you have to run that stage with all of that kit. Um, so same. Same words, different meaning, different the context, but very much so. Just get stuck in, uh, get stuck into it. Um, anything to add Is to it, that, Andy? No, no, I think that's pretty good. Um, yeah, I think the majority of people will have definitely like it for for the actual day. They won't be rolling around carts full of like all their like every bits and pieces and spare parts and things like that. Yeah. Um, for the most part, I think it would just be like a backpack with your necessities um, and a bit like your ammo, obviously, and a bit of water and your bags and, you know, attachments and things like that. But, um, yeah, unless a stage specifically says, you know, you have to use – you choose the items you need to use and you need to run those items throughout the stage, Yeah. then it's not really – yeah, but – that makes sense. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Another question there: uh, Did you use a range laser rangefinder for the long shot? Yeah, yeah. So for that for that long shot, obviously, when you start talking five hundred meters or so, this was up in the Flinders. It was um, well, it was six hundred seventy up in the Flinders. It was hillside to hillside across a valley. Um, so I had um, plenty of time. That they, they were just you know grazing away. Plenty of time to lie down, get comfortable, use the rangefinder, the kestrel. 
um, and then made sure I had my mate who was spotting, had a good, comfortable um, shooting position. And, um, yeah, at those sort of, sort of distances, it's not so much a, a rush sort of thing. You can take your time to make sure it's a, a good shot. So, Yeah, well and yeah, truly. One of the things we used to do uh, with our with our like longest recorded shot with an individual gun is we would actually paint on the side of it. Um, in fact, I've still still got the stuff we used to use. So we'd have Posca paint, Posca pens, right? Oh yeah. So th this was part of the hunting kit. Probably still is really. And then one of these bad boys. Nice, right? nice. So, I mean, we were, yeah, we were legit, and there, there was there was a couple of reasons we do this, but um, so you'd be able to put the number over and and actually draw in paint the number of the the distance that your longest um your longest shot was, the longest kill was, uh, with that particular rifle, and the the big reason for it was that the so the story couldn't change as your memory got worse and worse because probably all guilty of this. You're like, yeah, yeah, no, it was uh, 660 metres. Yeah. And then, you know, like a month or two goes by, 670, six I think. It was six, maybe it was 676 or there was a couple of sixes. And, and then by the time you've told the story for, you know, three years, you've shot four yeah. and a half kilometres. Um, yes. Yeah. So we, uh, we, we would paint it on the gun so you would not forget uh, what your record was with that particular rifle and um and there was you know it was a kind of it was a, a cool thing to, to go for you weren't always trying to break that but you just you knew what you were capable of. It was a bit of a confidence inspiring the fact that hey i've been able to achieve that previously with this gun um so yeah make an assessment on the conditions but it's capable we we can make this thing happen so that was just one one of the little things that we used to do from time to time um when we yeah. went and that was more so on a dedicated long range uh long range hunting trip uh, which uh, yeah. which worked well. Uh, all right. Uh, there's a couple of questions in here, Andy, about shooting bags. So I've got a question about what brand shooting bags do you use? And uh, if you could only use one bag, what's your go-to bag usually? Um, so what what do you I, – I, I would be guessing that you will use a selection of bags. Yes. Yeah, so um, I've got – uh, two bags mainly. Um, have you got them close by? No. Have you got them close by? Oh, they're they're in the shed. Oh, okay. So can run and grab them. All good. So is mine. <laughs> yeah, one is a pump pillow, roughly. You know, your normal sort of pump pillow size. I think that was from uh, Lovis Gear, um, and I also have got a pint size game changer uh, um, from. Low, low vis as well. So, um, yeah, for those, those two bags. Oh, sorry. And I do have a third one. It's a really, it's the first one I bought, which is a really small, um, just little rear bag. Um, okay. It's a bit more dense. I, I first started with that one um, when I wasn't sure exactly what I wanted to get. So, um, so I've got this, yeah, tiny little one, um, a pint size game changer, and then a pump pillow. Um, yeah, I think they're the they're the ones that I use. Yeah, I was trying to trying to I'm trying to work out this system that I can make uh, like grab an image and put it up really quickly, and I'm just not quite that good at it yet. 
So <laughs> I was just trying to show a pump pillow and pint sight, and I'm just not not going all right. So we will get there. I'll get better at all that one one day. What, what's your run. what's your main bag? What's that? I can I can run off and grab them if you like. Ah no, all good, mate. No no big deal. Uh, uh, so the, the one that I would grab would be the pint size game changer. Um, yeah. Because it's it's that smaller shape, I can use it for a rear bag as well as a front bag positional, like you know what I mean, front yeah. support sort of bag. Um, yeah. yeah, very good. Uh, all right, so y- yes, lilac to- tortoise, you are correct. It is tougher to get the the distance numbers spotlighting, and and I wouldn't really recommend pushing too too far spotlighting as well because there's there's all sorts of uh, challenges comes in when it's dark and you you can't see what's going on behind all that sort of stuff so yeah agreed uh sorry definitely tricky to gauge distance at night time yeah yep uh, have you guys seen the latest Garmin wrist-worn ballistics app? Uh, now, I don't know if it's the latest one. I A couple of years ago, I got to wear one for a weekend and play with it. Um, I honestly haven't kept up with Garmin as to whether or not that's the latest one. So have you got a model number or something like that? I might be able to work out if it was. But anyway, I, I, I wore it for a weekend at a show um, and and play with data and did all that sort of thing i found it pretty useful uh i'm not super familiar with like a wrist-worn gps so perhaps i was not so great at checking out those features the data seemed accurate and was consistent it was an applied ballistics uh base on it and that's what i was using at the time for my data so i just transposed everything across and uh yeah it was it was fine um not sure i i think and I think I said at the time, it was, it was on the podcast we were talking about it, uh, and I think I said at the time that if you are in, if it's the type of thing that you would be using that if you were you know, out uh, hunting uh, and in the right circumstances, that perhaps could be a really good option. Um, but it wasn't really the style of hunting I did a whole heap of, and yeah, it wasn't, wasn't significantly beneficial to me over like a phone which which has uh, more benefits as far as i'm concerned for the stuff that i do i don't know if there's a newer model um perhaps they've fixed with few of the things it was just hard to get into or a few too many sub menus down but i mean what are you going to do with that there's it's always challenging um yeah and some options to customize how that laid out would have been uh, would have been really useful Right. Well, uh, we are we're probably around meme time, mate. Uh, we uh, you know we we have enjoyed the memes that have been coming out recently. Now you sent me a few memes. Now we usually only play three on the show, so I've picked three. Um, I'm trying to think. I reckon there was one that was really harsh, so I may have dropped that one. I can't actually remember which which memes that we went with. Uh, but uh, I imagine you know the memes, so I won't send them to you because you sent them to me. Uh, let's uh, let's bring them up here. Um, and see which ones we've got. All right, meme number one. Oh, this is this is a good one. This is the our pa- oh, the llama one. Is uh, social distancing keep one llama of space between you and others? Useful to know. Um, yeah. If everyone has got a llama at home, you should know. <laughs> exactly right. Uh, all right, good. Yeah, it's, we probably should start rating these. Uh, what do you what do you rate that one as? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll rate all mine 10 out of 10. So, <laughs> I'll rate all yours 10 out of 10. Social distancing, keep one uh, llama of space between you and others. I, uh, it's, it's okay. It's, it's four. I think, I think four. Um, all right. Anyway, 
if you're in the chat, yeah. write write the this meme as well. This this is a four for me. You guys can tell me what you think yours is. Uh, <laughs> all right. Anyway, there was no picture that came up. Yeah, it's up. It's up. Nick just needs to be patient. That's all. Oh. All right. Uh, meme two is the Game of Thrones Corona edition. Yeah, uh, that's good paper, one. All stacked oh. around the the throne. Um, I I've never seen Game of Thrones. I'm not. I don't. Enti- I'm not schooled up enough to maybe rate this one. So it's it's two from me. Um, what? So oh. I haven't the got context. Big, I mean, you're you're big. allowed to rate it. You're allowed to rate it. Give, give us. I mean, you're, oh, you're going ten. That's right. You're going ten. It'd be <laughs> interesting to see what the uh, what the uh, uh, Nick's rating these out of llamas. So I'll give this two llamas. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Number three. I'm you not know, oh, just just on that. On that Game of Thrones ones, it would it would suck if you were a sprayer because like just <laughs> <laughs> ruin them all, wouldn't you? Well, you've you've <laughs> just you've just taken the edge off, but uh, this is uh, this is uh, uh, let me just t- tidy up how this has come come through. But um, this is the Ron Burgundy meme. This is uh, I'm, I like this one. I like this one. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm a big deal, but the government class me is essential. Uh, no. I think. Um, I think, I think seven and a half llamas for this one. You were nervous. You were nervous about what number I was going to give that. You're all like, oh, oh, I wonder what he's going to vote. Seven and a half llamas. That's it. Seven and a half llamas. Oh, that's rough. That's rough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that, I thought that was a good. That was a good. That's a good meme. That's a great meme. Seven. <laughs> I like what I'm doing is I'm leaving room for amazing like. Super, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. like you can't. I mean, I can't just go to ten because then where do we go from there? We can't go anywhere from ten. <sighs> then we have to go. These yeah. these don't go to eleven, Andy. These don't go to eleven. Right. Oh, good. <laughs> good job on the memes. Good job. Well done. Well done. Yeah, I'm curious to see what uh what what the ratings are. Oh, Nick's gone with seven seven llamas for uh for the Ron Burgundy. No one rated the uh the Game of Thrones meme. Just so you know. No. No, no. <laughs> I, feel, I feel very validated in my, in my guess uh, about that. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, there's a there's a YouTube video the other day about the ballistics apps, the Kestrel and the Garmin. Oh, that'd be cool to watch. Yeah. So uh, yep. that that'd be interesting to see. What was the re- results? I mean, can you spoil it for us? Can you tell us like was a were they were they balanced? Were they good? Um, be uh, interesting to see. Anyway. Uh, that would be fantastic, mate. What have you got? Uh, any, any? Uh, I mean, no big plans for the weekend. I imagine it's just nice and quiet. And oh, you're reloading. You're probably reloading this weekend, aren't you? Yeah, I, I better do a bit of that just to remain hopeful that I might use them <laughs> coming soon. You, you'll get to eventually, absolutely. Hey, I saw you had your press there before. That your recent purchase of a press. Do you want to? Do you want to give us like a live review of the uh, of the press? All right. Yeah. So. Um, I guess we were talking about um, my recent press purchase. Well, it was what? a few few weeks back, wasn't it? Yeah. What What is the to tell everyone who's watching uh, what it is? Yeah. So, so Frankfurt Arsenal uh, ended up getting Frankfurt Arsenal. Um, it's called the Empress, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I really like it. Um, I needed something to, as you can see, I'm at just a more um, table uh, like office. Um, so I wanted something that was uh, completely 
off of well, nothing hanging down to stash my knees and legs on, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, free floating sort of um, die setup uh, slash brass setup, and something that was nice and heavy and sturdy and had a good amount of leverage. So um, it seems to be working pretty well for me. I'm getting quite consistent results um, with bumping bumping the neck back or the shoulder back and seating bullets. So. Mm. Um, yeah, no complaints. I've got my old press that I use for um, decapping the primers, so I'm trying to keep this one nice and clean and, and uh, <laughs> no sort of you know foreign crap hanging around it. Nice. And, um, and yeah. those LED lights on it, are they are they standard? Yeah, yeah. LED light is standard. So there's a little button at the top there um, that obviously goes back with a lead and plugs into. Um, Either your laptop, well, I've got to put it into my laptop at the moment, okay. um, or it comes with a wall, a wall mount thing. So yeah, right. Yeah, nice. And yes, yeah, it's, it's and that's pretty similar, sort of based on the Forster, isn't it? In some ways. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's very similar, I guess, with its design. Um, the only sort of difference I can gather with the Forester is it had its um, that primer tube that dropped down into the cup underneath. Mm-hmm. And um, I could definitely see myself wheeling past on the rolly chair and just smashing that off. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I will not confirm nor deny that that has happened to me. Yeah, <laughs> so that was that was one of the major sort of points for myself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Man. Yeah. Nice. So so happy and it's working well. And have you have you? Oh, we we did this sh- on the show. We we ran the concentricity gauge on it. You don't have a concentricity gauge, do you? You haven't been able to check no. ammo since. No. no, I just I just roll brass along a table and go, yeah, that looks straight. <laughs> so. uh, oh well, and uh, and you won some matches last year in in production doing so. So well done, well done with your rolling tables uh, scenario. Good job. It's a good way to do it. <laughs> oh, very good, mate. Very good. And so, uh, what I is next? Sorry, <laughs> carry on. So I must be a computer or something if my ammo is crap. <laughs> All right, let's not go too crazy. Let's not go too crazy. Good. Uh, oh, we've got another quick question there. Oh, that, that's a that's a big question, Nick. We go we go quick. Uh, what what dies do you use? Uh, I've got the Reading Deluxe die set. Um, just your standard six five Creed, no bushing or anything like that. So, um, yeah, no, nothing special there. All right, Nick would like you to walk him through your reloading flow process. I don't know what reloading flow is, but. Sounds great. Can't wait for it. Oh, you've got right. you've got a list. So you're prepared is, for it. Here are, here are two lists. Okay. One was for my old brass and one's for new brass. Yep. So obviously new or old, uh, clean them. I've got a, a stainless steel media tumbler. Um, stainless steel pin wet wash tumbler thing. Yep. Um, obviously when you take that out, rinse them off and check there are no pins still in the cases or in the fire a flash hole or something like that. Um, we then have size them, trim them, deburr and chamfer, um, primer pocket. You only obviously only do the primer pocket and the flash hole once, probably at the um, with new brass. Um, after I've done all the sizing, deburring, and chamfering, things like that, I then run them through the uh, tumbler again uh, to give them a quick wash, uh, get rid of all the lube or any loose bits of brass that's 
sort of work their way into the case, something like that. Yeah. Rinse them off, let it all dry out for a good couple of days. I've got a, uh, what do you call them? A dryer thing that you put in like beef, like to make jerky. What do you call them? So I run one of them, which works really well. If you haven't got one, definitely grab one. Mine was only, I think, like 30 bucks from, from one of those home department shops, and it's definitely worth it. Um, so make sure they're completely dry and then prime them from there. And then um, currently reloading at the moment, so that's it. Okay, right. Nice. Do you know how far off the lands you seat your bullets is a question that came in? Uh, at the moment, it's a fair bit off. It's it's about two or three mil because my um obviously my barrel's pretty near, um restricted uh, restricted with mag length. So mm. um, at the moment, I've got my brass sitting at fifty eight point five to the O drive in mils. Yeah, mm-hmm. fifty eight point five mil, um, and that's just. Yeah, I'm restricted with the, the mag length there. Yeah, it's often the problem with this sort of stuff, isn't it? It's really the magazines that are that are as far mm. far out that you can see your bullet. So, yeah, oh well, it. very good, mate. Well, I think we're uh, we're about done for this evening. Uh, thank you for the sorry for the late start, everyone, or the restart. But uh, anyway, we here we are. Uh, so, Andy, we will uh, no doubt we will see you at some point again. Uh, now, plug your your. Socials, because uh, we want you know people. Uh, no doubt, when when you get back into it, uh, you'll be pumping pumping photos and videos up on them. So, how do we find you? Oh yeah, um, all right. So Instagram, I'm pretty sh- I'm pretty sure is um, a little prs or Andy Little prs. <laughs> I like that you don't know. Uh, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's Andy Little prs because I did tag you in tonight. Um, yeah. That's, and then uh, um, I know my Facebook one is a little, a little precision rifle. <laughs> you, <laughs> you are all over this. <laughs> I love it. Yes, Andy Little PRS on Instagram and uh, a little precision rifle. Very good play on words. I love it. Excellent. Thanks for the save. Yeah. <laughs> good. <laughs> Someone's got it. <laughs> All right, fantastic guys, and uh, and if this has gone on the, uh, on the podcast, thanks for listening as well, uh, and thanks for watching. And guys, we will uh, no doubt uh, be back tomorrow night. Uh, joining me tomorrow night, it's Friday night, so it's a big one. Uh, Jay Orange and Birchie um, are joining us for a discussion about the mountain mountain challenge. I, I still haven't. It's it's a match in New Zealand, uh, so they're up in the hills. <laughs> it's a big match in New Zealand, Mountain Challenge, uh, and they will be to- taking us through all of that, which is going to be huge. If you know those boys, you'll, you'll be excited already. If you don't know those guys, uh, they really know what they're talking about. And uh, and Birchie is the tripod king, and Jay runs uh, training for, for everyone. So uh, these guys are definitely worth checking in, and we're going to try and work out how we can put three faces on this uh, screen. So that's my job tomorrow to make that all work hopefully and we will uh, we'll be back then so uh, cheers Andy thanks for joining uh, joining us tonight and uh, no worries thank you we'll catch you soon 
All right, oh, guys. Look. So thank you very much for uh, for uh, joining us again. We're four nights in a row now. This is uh, getting uh, getting serious. Uh, tomorrow night, very excited about the show. It is going to be really, really good. Uh, big thanks to uh, Projector Warehouse again, as I mentioned. Uh, ID Live number five. ID five is the code on there, and you can use that for five percent off and more more stock coming in there. And a new website uh, for Projector Warehouse that has been uh, chewing up all of today and uh, probably the next week or so for me so that's keeping me busy that's what i'm doing and i uh, hope you guys are having fun doing whatever you're doing tell us uh, make sure actually the next uh, in the next couple of days grab that gun out get in an awkward unusual position a position you didn't want to see a match ever really but at the burris cold still open trying to give ben jared ideas for his next match and we shall catch up with you next time stay safe Hey, hey, pretty baby, pretty baby.